0: Here's
1: a message from Ken Lavica.
0: Rules are obviously there to protect players. Sometimes actions happen that we haven't seen before, and rules change. But do they necessarily have to? Stone Labanowitz, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go.
1: You are listening to Ken Lavica Live,
0: presented by FAU
2: MBA and Sport Management Programs. <laughs> Turn it up!
1: From the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 1063.
0: It took the NCAA seven decades to finally realize that student-athletes should get some pay, but... At least in a matter of days, the fake slide has been outlawed. Priorities. Ken LeVick alive. End of week A Friday on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Siri. Hey, Google Play. ESPN 106.3. Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the warm and sweaty Intracoastal, Stone Lebanowitz Friday Night Lights. He's making sure things are going relatively smoothly, as smoothly as the show can go, until 1 o'clock. Let's go back to the ACC Championship game, shall we? The, the, the Pitt-Wake Forest game. And Stone, we can get rid of the music. It's all good. We're all set. It's time to talk. The ACC Championship game, Pitt and Wake Forest in Charlotte, last weekend, and we saw something that we actually have never seen before. I had never seen it. You had never seen it, at least at the major college football level, and that was Kenny Pickett, a 53-yard touchdown, where in the middle of it, he faked a slide, stayed on his feet as the defenders held up so they didn't hit him late, pick up a 15-yard penalty, and he ran all the way for the touchdown. And it was perfectly encapsulated by Mark Jones on ESPN. People on the sidelines, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers, Pickett, a very good runner. Don't sleep on those legs. Oh, he
1: faked the slide. Sauce time. Pickett, did that work?
0: Touchdown hit! I love that, sauce time. Mark Jones again on ESPN. Kenny Pickett faking the slide. The fact that Mark Jones picked that out in real time, that's a great job by him. There's a reason he's an elite broadcaster. Uh, That was awesome. To me, that was awesome. But you know what happens when awesome things take place? You go to the Bird app, you go to Twitter, and people always trying to crap on stuff. Always trying to crap on things. That wasn't fair! You can't do that! Well, clearly you could. Because Kenny Pickett did it, and he scored a touchdown on it, and there was no penalty. So he, he did do it. That, would, that wasn't fair to the defender. Well, maybe not. But also, I get the sense if there was your team and your team's quarterback And your team's quarterback did that, thumbs up. You'd be A okay with it. Throw both arms in the air, touchdown. It's because we hadn't seen it before that nobody had ever thought that it was possible. If you look at it too, Kenny Pickett, he nearly face plants on that thing. Like, that's hard to do. That's not easy to slow yourself down to a point and try and at least sell a slide and then get back to full speed to continue running past a defender. I would say that there are maybe a handful of quarterbacks in college football, and pro football for that matter, that could do that. So honestly, I think that's brilliant ingenuity on Kenny Pickett's part. That's brilliant ingenuity. And he said afterwards... I didn't intend to do that, but I saw the defenders starting to pull up, and I decided to give it a shot, and they stopped, and I went. That's smart. That's just smart football. And we have a sport where the game is already purposely lopsided towards the offense, And the pros in college, people like offense. People like points. People like touchdowns. People like explosive plays. That's what fans go out to see. Sorry, defensive minds. Yeah, okay, sacks, interceptions, forced fumbles, third down stops. Yeah, those are great. Those are part of the game, but they don't sell the tickets. I'm sorry. I didn't make the rules. That's just how it is. We have short attention spans. We want to see all the points on the board. Okay? So today the NCAA announced that that fake slide is now illegal. You can't do it anymore because it's happened one time in college football history and enough defensive minds complained, it's not fair. So that's done. What it's going to be now is at the spot of where the fake slide starts, the play is blown dead. You place the ball there. Now, the advocates for the defense say, see, that's good, because if you allow quarterbacks to fake slide, and these defenders are trying to hit them, that's a 15-yard penalty, and you're not allowed to hit the quarterback. It's all unfair. It's all unfair. And yeah, I agree quarterbacks are protected too much. I'm on board with that. But I also think that if you're going to ban the fake slide, don't you have to ban the fake spike, too? And I might be speaking blasphemy in this region where Dan Marino made the fake spike famous against the Jets. But doesn't a fake spike and a fake slide, aren't those basically holding hands? Aren't those two things coming out of the same womb? Aren't they they related? Because they're both written and unwritten rules catching the defense off guard. A fake spike, what happens if a defensive lineman tries to blast through the line on a fake spike when everybody's anticipating it? Your receivers are standing straight up. Guess what's going to happen? Fist fights. Because you broke an unwritten rule. On a fake spike or a knee, you don't go attack the quarterback. So people will be pissed off anyways. So the defenders hold up. All of a sudden, the receiver's blowing right by him. The quarterback doesn't actually spike it, throws it deep. Touchdown. Dolphins. Okay? So, if you're going to eliminate the fake slide, you're probably going to have to eliminate the fake spike too. But that's not what the NCAA did. They're being reactionary to one instance of this happening. And again, quarterbacks probably get protected a little bit too much. But in this instance, maybe, just maybe, it's up to the defense to react to it. A different way of coaching this. Just like you have defenders now who try to go low on quarterbacks and then the quarterback slides and the defender hits the quarterback in the helmet and gets called for targeting. Yeah, it sucks, but you know what? Don't go low. Don't go low like that. It's already being taught to defenders. Hey, if you think that the quarterback might slide, but he's sliding late, put yourself in a position Where it's not your crown of the helmet or your shoulder that would make contact with the head. Okay? Wake Forest players held up way too quickly as Kenny Pickett was coming up on the 35-yard line. They started to ease up. Listen, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying that football rules are perfect. I'm not saying that the rules protecting quarterbacks are perfect. But what I am saying is that after one instance of a fake spike in the NCAA, who takes forever to do everything, already has a ruling for next year that you can't do that, kind of feel like it's a little rushed. Kind of feel like that's a unique part of the game. Kind of feel like that's a brilliant way... To give yourself a competitive advantage, which is honestly what it's all about. So you better get the DB that has the jersey in his three fingers and is holding up and impeding a receiver trying to get to the football. You better call that every single time. You better call every hold. And also, what happens in this instance? You know it's going to happen with the athleticism of quarterbacks. You're going to have a quarterback who cuts or jukes and it looks like a slide. And it's going to be called dead ball when it was a touchdown and it's going to change the complete path of a game, it's going to change the result of a game and then we're going to be pissed off again. This just seems a little too little too over the top. Little too reactionary. A little too rushed. Uh Kenny Pickett did it once. Illegal. I kind of like the fake slide. Keep the defense accountable in that spot. You know what? Adjust to it, defense. Sorry, adjust to it. Kenny Pickett didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't morally corrupt. Honestly, it was brilliant. Is college football doing the right thing banning the fake slide? Did college football do the right thing banning the fake slide? I say no. I say it should be part of the game. It was within the rules. It is within the rules. You got to adjust. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Did college football do the right thing banning the fake slide? And all I'm saying is that if you're going to get rid of the fake slide, get rid of the fake spike as well. Those two things are directly related. And I understand that the fake spike is one of the most famous individual football plays in South Florida football history. I get it. But why are we outlawing that? Because the defense is in an exact similar situation when it comes to being disadvantaged. Everybody's standing up. It's an odd-looking formation. You can see what's coming. We know what a spike looks like. The quarterback fakes it, and by that time, the receiver is by the DB. The quarterback doesn't actually spike it in throws. Isn't that, the, isn't that similar to the fake slide? Except the fake slide is actually happening within a play. I don't see a ton of difference. If you're going to do one, you got to do the other. Did college football do the right thing banning the fake slide? And I know that there's these defensive minds out there. It's not fair. We can't do anything. We can't hit anything. Everything we do is illegal. Ugh. It's not about you. I'm sorry. You're going to have to wrap your mind around the fact that football's not about you anymore. Defense wins championships. All right, fine. But you know what? Offense sells tickets. Offense puts butts in the seats. Offense puts eyeballs on the TV. You know what the only thing was that we talked about from that Pitt-Wake Forest ACC championship game? The Kenny Pickett fake slide. Wake Forest had one of the great seasons that we've seen in the ACC from a team not Clemson. We don't care. Pitt's defense was super strong. We don't care about Pitt's defense. We care about Kenny Pickett and the fake slide. Listen, I watch a lot of football. I call a lot of college football games, okay? Kenny Pickett, what he did was brilliant. And I also see every year the NCAA completely unable to to delineate what targeting is or isn't. I see football unable to delineate what a catch is or isn't. I see football unable to determine what's a throw and not a throw, what's a fumble and not a fumble. You think they're going to get this right? You think that some overeager ref or refs are going to be able to determine What's a cut, and what's a fake slide? Come on. The targeting rule's been in effect for years, and it's different between every officiating crew. Every officiating crew. Nobody knows what's targeting and what isn't. Ask any official, any officiating crew, they're going to tell you a different answer. I've seen countless targeting calls, and I couldn't tell you. And I've been a Division I college football broadcaster since 2007. Okay. So you think that a sport that hasn't gotten targeting right in over a decade is going to get the fake slide right? You might as well make it legal and have the defense coached to figure out how to defend it. 888-760-3776. 760 3776 When Howard Schnellenberger is running the fumble ruski, do you think that there was this mass outrage? Ban it! Ban it. It tricked the Nebraska defense. Ban it. No. You adjust. Just like you should do it with the fake slide. Did college football do the right thing banning the fake slide? 888 760 You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. We have a lot of reaction to this. Do you think... College football did the right thing, banning the fake slide. I know college football is going to screw this up. I know they're going to screw this up because nobody in college football knows what a targeting call is. Come on. Come on. A couple of weeks ago, FAU, Middle Tennessee State, final game of the season, and Florida Atlantic had a clear incompletion that was called a fumble brought back for a touchdown. And the officials... Still didn't get it right after review that torpedoed FAU season. Like, that's what I'm talking about. We are bound to have an instance where an athletic quarterback cuts, jukes, scores a touchdown, and it gets called off because some official thought that he was going into a slide. Oh, and by the way, the cherry on top of all of this, the fake slide determination isn't reviewable. Of course. Of course. Because you wouldn't want to hold your officials accountable for making a call like that. For what's going to end up being big-time gray area. Only one player did it. Now it's illegal. Come on. 888-760-3776. 760 3776 And on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick alive is... Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, twenty-two years of doing it. Dr. Jim Reardon, fau.edu/slash/mba sport. It is your path to the sports industry. Take classes online or on campus in Boca Raton. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu/slash/mba sport. College football banning the fake slide after Kenny Pickett of Pitt did it. Was it the right move? I say absolutely not. College football is going to screw it up. You might as well keep it legal. 888 760 3776. 888 760 3776. Back after this, I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.
1: From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Here's Ken LaVica.
0: Maybe I'm just one of those annoying football millennials. We should uh, go back to the wing tee. Uh, I, listen, I, I the, the NCAA, I've been in college football for such a long time now. I'm a very old man. I've seen things. And the NCAA can't make its mind up about anything. It takes years and 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 years. And six days after Kenny Pickett had the fake slide touchdown run. The NCAA made a ruling on it. And really, that's your priority? Is that is that a perfectly legal play that was completely in bounds when it came to fairness? It was smart. It was intelligent. It was a play that a high IQ player makes. And you're going to say, nope, banned. But the fake spike, still good. Still good. you yeah exactly it's all good like come on I am not I'm not trying to sit here and and completely change this sport but to completely ban the fake slide and a lot of it, it has I, I've gotten so much pushback on the bird app it wasn't fair it wasn't fair well it also was super smart so you either want smart high AQ football or you don't it's one or the other. And the fake spike, I know we hold that dearly down here, but that's in the, it's in the same neighborhood. It's in the same neighborhood as the fake slide. What, what you think is unfair and what you're mad about because your quarterback didn't think about it are two completely different things. Did college football make the right move banning the Kenny Pickett fake slide? 888-760-3776. 888 888-760- 760 three seven seven six let's go ahead and go to that bird app Twitter at ESPN West Palm where we asked is banning the Kenny Pickett fake slide the right move Kenny Booster tweets no, but he can't complain about a late hit if he does that again. that's another part of this. I don't know many quarterbacks that are willingly putting their body on the line to potentially take a targeting call or potentially take a late hit full speed in order to get a 15-yard penalty. It takes a special kind of masochist. And I'm looking right at Stone Labanowicz, who played Division I college football, played quarterback on this one. There are not many quarterbacks that are going to full speed uh, try to fake slide, and then later in the game slide, knowing that they might take a shot just to get 15 yards. Because the natural human instinct of self-preservation will kick in. This isn't something that by design you'll say, oh, you know what? I'm willingly now going to slide after I fake slid earlier so that I can take a torpedo shot to the head and gain 15 yards. No, because you're out of the game. That's a bad move. The game would then inherently govern itself. Nobody's willingly doing that. It's not happening. It's just not. Osmataz Buckshank tweets, yes, it was the right move to ban the fake slide. You can't want protection and then exploit it. Well, first of all, the quarterbacks aren't the ones who asked for the protection. It's the nature of the game. It's the leagues. It's the sport that is dictated that quarterbacks need protection because the quarterbacks are the draw, and the quarterbacks are the most important players on the field. Again, I didn't make the rules. The quarterbacks didn't make the rules. The reason that the low hit penalty exists in the NFL is because the NFL's biggest moneymaker on opening day 2008 got a hit low and tore his ACL. It's the Brady rule. But Tom Brady didn't petition the league to say, ooh, I got my ouchie, and now I never want to experience that again. He didn't do that. The NFL... Came up with that. Not the quarterback's fault. Roger T. tweets, Yes, it was the right thing to ban the fake slide. The intent of the rules to protect the quarterback allowing them to fake slide makes a mockery of the intent. I don't know if it's that serious. A mockery of the intent? I don't I don't think it's that serious. You know what it does is it, it's a, a, a smart football play. It's like the fake spike. It's a smart football play. It's like the fumble rooski. It's a smart football play. It's like the fake punt snapped to an upback. Travis Homer, just like what we saw last weekend with the Seahawks. It's deception. It's nothing out of the realm of the other misdirection or deception plays in football. It's just not. Aiden Peace Mehare, he tweets. Yeah, it's lame that they banned it, but we don't need another Pat White on our hands. If you remember the hit he took sliding out of bounds against the Steelers. Oh, do I. 2009 season, that's back when I was still covering the Dolphins. Pat White was drafted specifically. Oh, what a, what a selection, by the way, to Bill, by Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells, one of the only people who, did, who thought that the Wildcat wasn't a fad. So they go and get Pat White. Pat White plays against the Steelers, backup quarterback because of injury to Chad Henney. Pat White running to the Steelers' sideline in the third quarter gets absolutely destroyed, not moving. Everybody in the stadium thought he was dead. I mean, legit thought that he was dead. He just laid there. Helmet to helmet, crown of helmet to temple, just laid there. And I remember looking at Armando Salguero, who was with the Miami Herald at that time, and Steve Wine of the AP sitting next to me, and we were all like, oh, my God, I think he's dead. So, yeah. You don't want that. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is that if a quarterback tries a fake slide or the fake slide becomes something that is used more and more in college football, quarterbacks aren't then going to use that as a springboard to then say, oh, yeah, 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 I'm good. I'll actually slide next time. They're going to actually think about it a little bit. It might actually be detrimental to the quarterback because they're going to hesitate because they know – That a defender might not hold up. And I don't care how tough you are. No quarterback, if he actually cares about his team and cares about his health, is going to set himself up to take a direct shot to the head. Because he fake slid earlier in the game. And now he's offered some doubt to the defenders. No one's going to willingly take or be subjected to a targeting hit. Just for 15 yards. 15 yards is great, except you're on the trainer's table or in the locker room getting a concussion test, okay? Like that, that's sort of common sense. That's just sort of understanding how the human brain works. It's banning the Kenny Pickett fake slide, the right move. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Maybe I, again, maybe I'm just an annoying football millennial. Maybe I'm just an annoying football millennial. It could be. It could be. I'll own it. I'm eating my kale and enjoying fake slides. That's how I consume college football and my green smoothie. Lonzo's in Boca. Lonzo, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Lonzo? Hey. Good day to you. How are you doing, now, buddy? I think I think the intent of what the NCAA was
3: thinking, it was a great play. I saw it. It was great. But with the way these athletes are built and how strong they are and they're running full throttle to this quarterback. He goes the way up. They've got to stop. And the possibility of blowing out a knee, ruining your career over a fake slide, that, that just don't hold water. Yeah, I mean, either going down or you're not going down. Yep. But there's a lot of repercussions that could happen off something like
0: that now that could ruin a lot it's of It's funny, Lonzo. It's funny the angle you take on that. It didn't really occur to me. I've been focusing on a quarterback maybe getting lit up by a defender. But you're right because I did at the onset say that there aren't many quarterbacks that would be able to do that. And Kenny Pickett almost face-planted on it when he started getting into it. You're right. I, I suppose – There is a protect the quarterback from himself from a non-contact injury on something uh, with that because it is difficult because it's not a natural motion to stop, fake the slide, and then try and get back to full speed. That's interesting. I I didn't think about it that way. And clearly, clearly, this rule is put in place mostly because defenders and those on the defensive side of the ball started crying that it wasn't fair. But yes, there is an aspect of protecting the quarterback from himself with that. It's a good call from Lonzo. And listen, I'm not, I'm not going to head to NCAA headquarters in Indianapolis with a pitchfork and a torch and try and break down the doors over this, but I do know that I enjoyed that play. And I do know that it was something new, and it was something unique, and it's something that's not going to be able to be used by just anybody. It's not like we've unlocked the door to a new realm of the game of football. Uh-uh. It was a talented quarterback who made a smart play, who did it off instinct. It was not practiced. It was not something that he had tried before. It just sort of happened. Listen, I'm fine with quarterbacks having less ACL tears, trying to do this, getting their cleats caught in the turf, twisting their knee up, blowing out their kneecap. I'm fine without that. But all I'm saying is that you can't just take individuality out of the sport because it happened once, and you think it's going to open this gigantic Pandora's box. Because that's not that's not what's going to happen here. You can't just ruin individuality because... One instance happens and you say, not fair. Because again, a quarterback, if they fake slide, they know next time if they actually do slide, they're opening themselves up to getting smacked, concussed, hurt. Natural instinct dictates that they might keep a quarterback from actually going that route, from actually fake sliding in the first place. Okay? That would be advantageous to the defense in that spot. It would all even out in my millennial football hypothetical. Banning the Kenny Pickett fake slide the right move. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweet at ESPN West Palm. And I know it's going to happen. There's going to be the former high school football player, the defensive end, who says, Ken hates the defense. No, I don't. No, I don't. I like the defense. I like big hits. I like third down stops. I like... The work done in the trenches. I just like unique football. And that was unique football. That was unique football. That's entertaining stuff. That's the most entertaining damn thing that happened to Pitt all year. That. That. Steven's in West Palm. Steven, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, Steven. My man, Ken. I got a quick question have you Have you ever played football? <laughs> not Not at a very um, no. I'm not. I'm not cracking on you. I'm just curious. Uh, I have played football, but at like a peewee level. I uh, I'm five six and weigh like hundred and thirty pounds. Stephen.
3: <laughs> well, what I want to say is that the offense always has the benefit, especially now in football. When I taught back in high school, which Uh was 15 years ago, when you make a tackle, you see through your opponent. So I'm trying to tackle through you. And the best way to make a tackle is to thrust. So the last caller, I was on the phone trying to get in, but the last caller, I believe he said, the quarterback could get hurt. And I basically what I'm trying to say is, as a defensive player, Mm -hmm. you are 100 times more susceptible to injury like that because as soon as a quarterback even initiates a slide, You've got to stop. So this rule, if you don't have a rule like that, it's basically unfair for the defensive player because he's already stopping just, okay, I'm, he goes over it and the quarterback's going to need, like what he did. So I, what I heard you say earlier, you were like, um, is it going to open a box just because of this one play? 100%. 100%. Because if a quarterback's able to do that, and you're a quarterback with some mobility. You going to do that all the time because the defensive player
0: can't hit you when you're initiating the slide. But let me ask you. Know, you, so let me ask you it was this, a Steven. really good play. It, it was a good play, and uh, I just listen. Here's here's my whole point on this, Stephen, is that I don't think that there are more than ten quarterbacks in college football who could even attempt to, without falling flat on their ass, pull that off. Right? Like, am I am I? Well, let me tell again? you. Yes, let me
3: tell you why. I, I hope you can understand this. When you, It's rare that you see a quarterback slide and he gets lit up. You really don't see that anymore. What I'm saying is as soon as a quarterback fakes to slide, the defensive player is not going to tackle. Mm-hmm. The defensive player is automatically not going to tackle. So if you, if, if, Not Tom Brady. He's not mobile enough. But if you have a quarterback that has any type of mobility and he fakes slide, that half a second to second That you have to pause as a defensive player. One, he has an advantage already, and when you have that pause, the defensive player is off whack now. So whether you're going to, you know, fake left go right, fake right go left, you're all done. Yeah, it's cheating. You know, it's just cheating. And you know, I don't know. That's what I was pointing. I see what you're saying, and
0: maybe this is a bigger discussion to be had about protection of the quarterback. Maybe, maybe this does cause us to revisit. Hey, what? Can we actually maybe eliminate protecting the quarterback? I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but maybe that opens up that conversation. I appreciate the call, Steven. And, I uh, i mean, I'm an open box here, okay? I sit here and talk sports. I watch a lot of football. I call a lot of football games. Some of the biggest college football venues in the country. I'm 5'6", 135 pounds. So, if you... If you, if, if, if you call and we talk football, just understand, just know, was I a good football player? No. Okay? Want to know why? Because I like staying healthy. And I like not breaking bones. And I liked knowing where I was at all times. Please respect my decision. Mark is in Lake Worth. Mark, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Mark? Hey, uh, great show, by the way. Thanks for
4: taking my call, yeah, Ken. Yeah, for sure, Mark. Just a question, um, I, I know we talk a lot about the, the health of the quarterback and mm-hmm. things like that, but isn't the rule uh, from where the quarterback starts the slide, isn't that where they uh, say the quarterback's down? So it, should it matter either way, whether he fakes it or not?
0: Well, and that's what, they're, that's what they're saying is that where the fake slide starts, that is where now the ball is going to be placed. It'll be a dead ball. Right there. So what they they are basically eliminating any sort of gray area with the slide. As soon as an official thinks there's there's a motion, they're going to put the ball down right there. And my my right, kids, but go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. Wouldn't wouldn't that wouldn't that
3: eliminate uh, the fake part of it? Because no matter what, if you if you decided to fake it,
4: you've already decided to start the motion of the slide. So sure. wouldn't the play be over at that point?
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it would, but in that spot, though, too, if the official, and this is where it becomes difficult because it's non-reviewable and it becomes just uh, an objective referee or official decision was it actually the act of a slide? What actually is the act of a slide? Like, what are we talking about here? A foot-first slide, as we've seen, depending on the quarterback, can look significantly different depending on, A, if they're good at it, B, if they know how to do it, or C, if they're just completely horrible at it. So that's where I I just – the question marks are just too numerous and appreciate the call mark. I just wish that we had more of a sample size than one instance – of this happening. And I get Steven's point. And while Steven was was explaining why it was so unfair to the defender, I I, I did think to myself one, it's not i it, 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 I get why Steven thinks it's not fair, but two, a defender trying to cut, if he had held up, and then a defender trying to cut to once he realized he reacts to the quarterback suddenly ramping up his speed, that presents an injury problem to a defender. Like, I get that. I get that. And I don't know if there's necessarily a wrong answer here. And I know that that's lame for sports talk radio. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. Your opinion sucks. Mine is correct. I could do that right here. I could do that right here. But I don't want to do that because I do think this is open for interpretation. My wish is that the NCAA didn't react so quickly to defensive side of the ball outrage to one instance. We have not seen this before. This is one instance. Targeting happened because players were getting concussed over and over and over and over and over and over over again. Okay? That's why targeting came to be. But this happened one time. And suddenly we're legislating it out of the sport when it was a very high IQ play. I mean, Michael Vick, I don't recall him ever trying that in college. And he'd be the most likely to be able to pull it off. Not big, bulky, white Kenny Pickett. You know? That's all I'm saying. I just think it's, for, for a legislative body, the NCAA, an organization that takes forever to do everything, this just seemed a little sudden. Just seemed a little sudden to me. Leo's in Riviera Beach. Leo, you're on Ken LeVeca Live. What's up, Leo?
2: Hey, Ken. Thanks for taking my call. I uh, I love the show, as always. I don't think that this should be a rule. I I, I kind of... Uh, agree with your sentiment right there he just said is that what an overreaction like talk about the knee-jerk reaction of the year it's just a a half a fake slide like it wasn't if you look at it in real time he just kind of leaned back maybe like 30
0: degrees and then right it didn't and and he he kept going yeah it didn't even look good now now here's the thing like mark jones to his credit on espn he picked it out right away because mark jones is awesome if this doesn't happen national tv in a conference championship game i wonder if we even are discussing it right now it happened in a high profile spot which is why i think it got the attention that it got and then the ncaa jumped on i think there might be something to right it. and and to have
2: it be um you know go for a touchdown too yeah the fact that he didn't do the fake slide and then two yards later get tackled sure. you know that kind of that kind of affected it too but i, I do think that we're going to see some, some, some issues with this because when you do get those really athletic quarterbacks, you can kind of make your juke moves mm-hmm. be a little, you know, you can lean into your dead leg if you're going forward like Dante Hall used to do. He would go forward, f- have a dead leg, bounce back to make the defender go in front of him, stuff like that. So I could see somebody trying to even juke to the side. And what if the ref is in a bad angle? You're trying to do a double juke to the left. You fake right and go left. If they see you lean back at all, are they going to call you dead right there? So that's kind of, you know, there's so much gray area in this rule now. In
0: full speed, with as fast as college football is, it leaves way too much for interpretation to me, and appreciate you, Leo. (laughs) Again, and I don't know if FAU is just unlucky or what, but I've seen way too many college football officiating crews get the call wrong and completely misidentify something that happened on the field. And even with reviewable plays, go to the booth and then still get it wrong. Okay? So, uh, pardon me if I don't have the utmost confidence that college football officiating crews are 100% going to rule this the right way and will 100% know what they're looking at at all times. But hey, you know what? Maybe I should be more of an optimist. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Again, FAU.edu slash NBA Sport. We're a couple of minutes away from Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. He's our sports law insider. He is our sports agent insider. And we're going to ask him about Chase Claypool. If he was Chase Claypool's agent this morning... What discussions is he having with the Steelers wide receiver who decided after a first down catch last night with his team down eight with 36 seconds left to go, it was more important for him to have a celebratory first down point than get up and continue to run the hurry-up offense and get the ball placed? What is his agent telling him this morning? Pat Lawler is going to give us some insight. He comes up next. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and
1: Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Here's Ken LaVica.
0: South Florida Fair, right around the corner. All your favorites are back the fried Oreos, the live animals, rides, music, and so much more. If you're looking for a holiday gift, give the gift of fun and get great savings on South Florida Fair discount tickets. Fair tickets on sale now at southfloridafair.com and at Publix, including the Mega Saver package, the four any day admissions, the two rides with wristband vouchers, four $5 food tickets. It's a $150 value on sale now for 98 bucks. I mean, come on. It doesn't get any better than that. The fair opens January 14th in West Palm. Go to SouthFloridaFair.com. Pat Lawler spent a long time as an NFL agent. Tyron Matthew, Patrick Peterson, and others. He is also the head man at Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys in Boca, and he is our sports law sports agent insider here on Ken LaVica Live. And to end the week... We bring in the man himself. Pat joins us here on ESPN 106.3. Pat, I I, want to ask you real quick because you're a smart sports guy uh we've been talking about the fake slide that Kenny Pickett did uh when uh, Pitt took on Wake Forest in the ACC title game they have banned it today after Kenny Pickett pulled it off uh was it the right move for the NCAA to ban it and I say no I like uniqueness and it's only happened one time and I think that it's a little bit of a rash reaction to a one-time instance that we may not see very often
4: uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a good one, Ken. I would just uh, disagree a little bit with you on that because I say if they don't do something or make it an issue, and, and I, I was listening to you and I agree the officials will miss it, but uh, if they don't ban it and they, somebody does it and then they get bashed and knocked out, now it's like, why didn't they do it quick enough? So, it's, it's, you know, damn that they don't. I'm not, a, I'm not an NCAA fan, but uh, I got to give it to them. It was a great move.
0: Well, I'm glad that it took them this quickly to get that band, and it took them like seven decades to pay the players. Um, I want to I wanna start with, uh, with Chase Claypool. So last night, I don't know what the hell that was with the Vikings and the Steelers. The Vikings are up 29 to nothing. And the Steelers come all the way back. They get within eight. The Steelers are driving. Two-minute drill. Hurry up offense. Got to get the ball placed. Chase Claypool makes a first down catch. And then starts celebrating. His center comes over, trying to pull him away from the football so they can get the ball placed. The ball gets smacked away. They waste 13 seconds after that celebration. If you're Chase Claypool's agent today, what are you saying to him?
4: What I say to myself is asinine, number one. Number two, I would say to him, the first thing you need to do is apologize to your teammates and your coaches. Um... Because it totally changed the game down the line, although it was a tremendous comeback almost. But yeah, it's just, he doesn't seem like that kind of player. I mean, he had a personal foul earlier. I saw him as a hard-nosed Pittsburgh player. That was just, it was asinine. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, like you commented on, is the quintessential guy understanding the context of where they are in the game. And he did not. He cost the team at least another play, I think.
0: Uh, when when you have a player that uh, becomes public enemy number one during the course of a season uh, it, it's how do you handle that do you have to sort of be the player's friend do you have to be a father figure does it depend on the player and agent relationship how does that
4: go well it's, it's everything you just said i'll give you the example with Tyron. everybody knows Tyron's story when we came out and started doing interviews we talked and we said we're going to answer every question, no matter what it is. And I remember we went on an NFL network, and I can remember the guy. He was an old uh, white guy who was a reporter, just a hard nose. He says, so When did you start smoking weed? And he goes, When I was 12 with my uncle. And the guy shut up. <laughs> so, you know, you, 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 what are you, how are you going to respond to that? It's about the player and finding out how they respond. But I think the biggest thing they want to make sure is that their teammates and their coaches still have their back. And that's number one.
0: Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, represented Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, NFL agent, and he is with Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Free consultation for any personal injury matter, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Well, Pat, inexplicably, Miami found its head coach, Mario Cristobal, and then found another AD in Dan Radakovich, And uh, this was maybe the most unconventional search I've seen in all of sports. How did they do this? Have Will we ever see anything like this again with what the Canes just pulled off?
4: A two headed animal like that would be tough, but I think it was the easiest search they ever had. Uh, they wanted Mario, uh, you know, he's out in Oregon. That was number one. That was guy number one. And uh, it made it easy when he unfortunately had a come home and deal with an ailing parent. I'm sure they addressed him there. As to yep. Dan out of Clemson. Yeah. He's a UM grad with his master's, and what he did at Clemson was tremendous. And pay him double his salary, sure, he'll come back to his old stomping ground. So unconventional, yes. Successful, we'll see. But I think they will be successful.
0: When it comes to that, is that just the money people getting together, picking a couple of leaders and saying, hey, we have this pool of money, let's just make sure we go get it done? Is that sort of what seems like happened here at Miami?
4: Uh, yes, I do, but I think it's new money. It's, it's, it's the old guys out there... They got new guys coming in, says it's enough. Enough. They grew up as kids watching the Canes win, and they need to bring new people in, new ideas, and new money to pay these guys what's commensurate with what the uh, the whole uh, community of uh, coaches and ads are paying. But, yeah, I think that's what it was.
0: That's a good point. That's a really good point about the new money because that's absolutely what happened, coming in saying, you know what, the old way hasn't been working. Move out of the way. We've got millions. Let's get the job done. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, uh, and our sports agent, Sports Law Insider. Uh, Just how bad is the Major League Baseball lockout? What are we looking at here?
4: I mean, it's bad when you're looking from the outside, but I think these things have been simmering for years in terms of the lack of pay for Young people, rookies, getting the free agency and arbitration eligible increase. I think it's it's going to look ugly at first, but ultimately I think they'll get it done because those are issues that are really bad for the players, and they've been living in that that area. Uh, you know, doing, I don't know if you know, can first two years in MLB age doesn't get paid on the contract. They're making league minimum. I so, oh, Wow, I did not
0: even know that. Jeez.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so the, you don't get paid on it. And it was that's for the agents, tough, but uh, even the players, they're making league minimum. I mean, the joke was with Pete Alonso; he made more in winning the two home run derbies than he did his first three years, two and a half, three years in MLB.
0: It's so backwards. So. And you wonder why there's constant labor strife. And yes, this is only the second work stoppage uh, since 94, but this also, it shows you why there's so much acrimony between the two sides. Yeah, I mean,
4: they got to get rid of it. For those out there listening, they may, MLB's got an antitrust exemption that's been in place since the 1920s, since after the Black Sox scandal. They have to get rid of it. I mean, you cannot have antitrust exemption in any billion dollar company. And they have it for baseball, and it's got to change. And it's only going to come from our knuckleheads in Congress, which.
0: I doubt a lot of (laughs) good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap with this. The bills, the Broncos, the Lakers, a number of pro sports franchises are trying to get insurance to cover financial losses that they say they incurred because of games canceled or because of COVID protocols, no fans in stands during the worst of the pandemic and a lot of the insurance companies are actually winning, not these franchises. Why is that?
4: Every one of your listeners can go look at their uh, homeowners insurance. It's called exclusion. After the SARS outbreak in 2003 in Canada, most of these large insurance companies put in a waiver or a COVID ex- exclusion. If you don't understand that SARS was COVID back in the day, yeah. so these exclusions are hardcore exclusions, and that's where they're losing. It, 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 and they're also saying that some of the courts are saying it doesn't apply because there's no, quote, physical damage to the business, that, which interrupt their business. So there's an interpretation. Some people are winning, but most of the teams are not. So that's an exclusion. And unfortunately, we all have those in our insurance policies, and they screw all of us. That's why they need to call me.
0: That's right. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup for your free consultation. He has your back. All personal injury matters, slip and fall, automobile, boating, motorcycle, you name it, Pat Lawler has your back. Decades of trial experience, lawlerandassociates.com. Pat, awesome, awesome stuff. Legitimately learned some things here today. Not that I don't usually, but uh, this today especially. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend, okay? Okay.
4: All right, guys. Be safe. Have a good weekend.
0: All right. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, Personal Injury Attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. That'll do it for us. I had a whole thing on Chris Sims I needed to get to. I'll leave it like this. Chris Sims clearly doesn't watch Tua actually play quarterback, okay? Chris Sims thinks Taysom Hill is better than Tua Tungavailoa. Chris Sims. Uh, Trust me. Trust me, just watch him once, okay? And feel good that you, 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 you didn't have to face the wrath of Ken Lavicka. All right, that'll do it for us. Have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend, please, okay? We'll be back on Monday. Thank you to Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Lavicka. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Free Kenny Pickett!